0: Rollin' rollin' all along the highway. Wheels that keep a rolling all the day. singing a song of the men behind the mortar trucks. A song of safety and service all along the way. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Classic Pickup Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whips, and I hope you enjoy this episode. episode 17 this week i finally got to sit down with dino again and have a good chat to him about the get down about chevy only and everything that uh he's involved with with the uh trucks over in phoenix arizona so uh i caught up with dino i went to his show when when we were over there in november and uh you know I chatted to him about getting him on the podcast and he was keen so we sat down about two weeks ago and uh recorded a full one hour interview it's fantastic and then A bit of a rookie error somehow my software didn't work and uh, I didn't record the the interview so he was great he jumped back on board again and and sat down and had another chat so hope you enjoy this podcast uh here's Dino so Dino thanks for coming on the podcast uh I don't think we're gonna hide the fact that this is take two we we had a great chat a couple of weeks ago and uh and I managed to not record it properly so thanks for uh making the time again and, and coming and chatting with us on the podcast.
1: Oh my pleasure, and you know I can talk you know you get if this was this is easy for me i like I'm a good yapper, so
0: so why don't we start with uh we always have a chat about what got you into into automotive stuff so c- can you remember your first automotive memory and and what lit the fire? yeah, I mean you know, like for me, it was matchbox cars, you know I've just always for some reason been a young
1: kid and just matchbox cars always had them in my pocket always uh really enjoyed them and then uh anything that you know, anything that was automotive, I was into, I, I, it's funny, we didn't talk about this last time, but I mean, even as a young kid, I could tell you any car coming down the street, even if it was at night, I could tell you what it was. I could tell you the years. It just happens to be that I just love cars and trucks that much, you know? So, um, and then of course, you know, my dad being the Chevy guy, you know, there was, you know, he's a back East guy. So, you know, everything was big about the Chevy or the Buick or whatever. So, it was always a big deal. So, you know, having, you know, always just being a Chevy guy was easy
0: for me, you know? Yeah. And the first time you drive a truck, uh, I think you were telling me you were working at a pump and gas somewhere. Yeah, spot about 13.
1: And um, those are good old days, you know, that, you know, like back in the day that uh, they had a 63 truck that was their service truck that would change uh, service tires. and You know, we do tires for, a, we have a company I call Mountain Bell, which was at that time was the, people that handled uh, all the phones and i serviced their timers and i was just 13 and it was easy they would say hey you got a service call over here and uh, i just went out and did it and it was a three speed on the column and i never drove one and it was the first thing i learned how to drive and you know it was one of those things that and then i just loved that truck and then i'm now going to be getting close to of the um, v60 period pretty quick and um, i've never not had one
0: since i was 13. a c10 that is yeah that that's a real love affair isn't it that's that's from the get-go <laughs> have you ever owned anything that wasn't a chevy
1: yeah i was a big volkswagen guy for a long time uh which is kind of acceptable because most c10 guys like volkswagens too but i really really love volkswagens i've been a volkswagen guy i built lots and lots and lots of volkswagens and um but Unfortunately, the genre of those Volkswagen guys were just different in the C10 guys. Um, Volkswagen guys always have something everybody else wants, but doesn't want to share it with them. You know, they were like, I got this OEM part, and, but I won't sell it where C10 guys will come over your house, give it to you and then come over, and help you put it on. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's uh, that brotherhood uh, of guys that just, um, you know, and I, I'm not saying all Volkswagen guys are bad. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, I just. the C10 truck stuff was just something that evolved into something that's a a huge, huge, huge family now out here, at least. And like yourself over there, you know what I mean? Like I'm talking to you in Australia right now. So, you know, you think about that, you know?
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely building. And um, yeah, we, we've got a pretty good, I guess we mainly use Facebook and Instagram as as forums these days. Um, But yeah, guys will just post up. They're looking for a part and, you know, definitely like I, I, I buy and sell a few trucks and, you know, normally pull a cab off the chassis and just sell it as a cab only. Cause most guys are doing some form of a chassis swap, but you know, there's a lot of guys who, who are still doing some original truck stuff and you know, they're always chasing rims or a, you know, a gearbox or something. And, you know, I'm happy just to give it away. Cause otherwise I'm just going to pay to scrap it. So it's good like that.
1: We have a guy out here called Aspen Auto and he's been a good friend of mine. He used to be a house painter and then he started dabbling in the, uh, you know, in the the trucks, and he's mainly did 67 to 72s, and then after meeting me, I supplied him with enough 60 to 66 parts, uh, and and he got into those, and those trucks became very hot, you know, like you're wearing Dell's hat. We had talked about this once before, the 60 to 66 trucks were just really the bottom feeders. They were like, nobody wanted them. They were still people you're still using lawns with and, you know, working and crap like that, but. I've always loved that body style, you know, the aero style. I like that style a lot. But Nick has an amazing aspen. I mean, he sells every part of that truck all over the world. I mean, like people still want the air box and all kinds of different things. So it's funny what there's money in it, but he does a really good job of that. So I mean like the wheels and whatever that stuff me and you get rid of, and that's his gold, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's good. And it, and you know, you don't know what's gonna happen, you know, in five years time. The whole theme of things might go around to to restoring them back to original again, you know. Like guys might might be chasing those sort of parts. So yeah,
1: I like to have a little. I like to have a little bit of everything. I always like to have an OG part. Like I was lucky enough to get one of those uh, from Sam Nova I got one of those uh, trucks from uh, that big they have big auction uh, that they had uh, the meek. Uh, oh, I forgot. I put them on the spot right now. Think about it, just a minute where the old boy. I had all those trucks, and I bought a '64 Chevy truck with uh, nine miles on it, and um, and uh, so I like to have a little bit of that. I I love that where something's untouched or unmolested. I'm usually the guy that molested, but you know what I mean. But I I don't mind having one that's just kind of OG. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you you do get the odd the odd truck where you just go, I just can't chop this one up. It's too original. Do you, do you get that, or are you everything's up? Yeah, I, I saw them up,
1: I chew them up, I mean,
0: unfortunately, <laughs> I do,
1: I mean, I've had some, I've had, it was funny because uh, we just did some stuff with another friend of ours and Krista had, to, you know, our girl that runs Chevy only, um, AKA, we call her KK, but she's just, she's a boss and she's really cool, but she just had to send a whole bunch of pictures for me, uh, to somebody else for some information that we did. And I just don't, sometimes I don't realize how many trucks I've ran through. I mean, I, it humbles me when I think, "Wow, this is a I forgot this truck, that truck, this truck," and not to sound like a big shot, but boy, you don't realize. There for a while, I was really dealing with a lot of them. I mean, I have
0: nineteen now. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I just got the chance to count them up, you know. So, well, you you've been you've been wrenching on them for forty-seven years.
1: Yeah, a long time, and and the, and the truck was really an amazing truck. Always to learn how to work on. Because you know, really, it didn't take a lot of tools. Everything was stand, you know, everything was, you know, wasn't metric. But I mean, it was really a truck that came apart and went back together pretty easy. So if you could take it apart, you could fix it, put it back together, and, and of course, parts were available. But and and it just is one of those things. That I've just uh, for some reason I've just fell in love with those dash, uh, the body lines. I mean, they're they're really cool trucks. I dig And just like how you like the forty-seven to 55 first series i had a few of those trucks um i have a story about one that i had that was i had a gmc that thing caught on fire three times and that's the third time i had a so it, like i could keep it catching on fire but anyways but i mean it just I, i've had those trucks too but um and i and i think about building some of those trucks again you know they're just a neat body style you know all the lines and everything are cool you know
0: yeah and the good thing is if if you do sort of specialize in, in one style, you really get to know it and you know what you can and can't do and, mm-hmm. and where you can get the parts. And uh, each build probably gets a little bit easier in some ways. Yeah, you know, and then you keep a lot of information. You know, like I, build a,
1: I keep a lot of information. Like when I was building all the cars in my backyard, I had a full-time guy that worked for me that was Sharp. So we would build two trucks a year. We did it for about six years. Built a lot of cool trucks, the dually, all kinds of different stuff. And then, as I got away and then business got busier for me, then I, you know, of course, the guy that I work with now that almost does almost all my work now switch. I mean, like when you get a guy that's as high quality and his attention to detail, and he's also a really good friend of mine, but I, I kind of miss that I have been working on some of my own stuff. Like I do, you know, I've done some other stuff where I'll do, I lowered my daughter's El Camino, I put all that ride tech stuff on, and I really enjoy it. Um, but sometimes I'm not as patient as I want to be and I want to get stuff done. So, you know, I'm lucky that I have so many resources out here, you know, to help, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. It's funny you say Volkswagens, I, I got a 58, um, single cab split screen ute in, oh. uh, in my yard. Yeah.
1: That's a good one. Yeah.
0: That's the next project after I finish my truck.
1: And that's not barn door. Cause it have to be, that's not a barn door there, right? You know what I'm talking about with a barn door that they had the a friend of mine that works for me has a has a barn door he has the earliest yep. uh single cabin in arizona which is actually Seth's brother scott but i love those wagons
0: i just don't fit in them <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the problem yeah now the barn doors like they, they were from 50 to late 54 i think yeah he's a 53 i think so yeah
1: crazy yeah
0: we, we didn't get barn doors in Australia until 54. So all, all the barn doors we have here, and I think there's 50 in existence in Australia, and they're, they, they would all be 54s if they were factory right-hand drive. That's a, Yeah, you got some rare stuff, man. That's
1: Yeah, I mean, it's funny that the stuff that you guys have over there, um, especially because we think we talked about this one time before, you know, it's just, just a different, some of the stuff is different. All the sheet metal doesn't fit, right? We talked about some of that stuff. It's just a little bit different. So,
0: yeah, the cabs are different between the Australian cab and the American cab because the cabs were made here in Australia by a company called Holden, whereas uh, most of the rest of it was shipped out. Yeah, it came over from Canada as a flat pack.
1: Yeah, yeah. So and we had the Fisher body. So, um, yeah, I mean, and it's funny because I have a. We talked, you know, about this last time, and I and one of the trucks that uh, is over there in Australia is one of my square body trucks. I started to build it. And then another guy that worked for me at that time, broey that he works over square body now, he finished it and built it, did a build, nice build. And then it ended up sold to a friend of mine then a friend of mine sold it to a friend of mine, in Australia. it's over in Australia now. So it's kind of crazy how this stuff gets around It's crazy, you know?
0: Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of talk at the moment, uh, here in Australia, when guys are building. Especially when they're building a high-end truck and they're doing like a really good, uh, you know, bag suspension and they're they're putting big-dollar uh, components and paint into it, the the whole idea of not converting them because the thing is, you used to bring a you used to bring a car a truck in from America and then you convert it to right-hand drive to drive it around the roads, but these days guys are not doing that because there's still a potential at some point to sell that truck back to someone in America and ship it back again, you know.
1: So can you drive can you drive a left hand drive car on your streets or does it has to be you can
0: no you you can do it as long as it's a certain age so okay. so i I couldn't buy a two thousand and twenty Chevy Silverado from America, ship it here and drive it around um I'd have to get it converted, which you know costs a fortune so that you know if i would it if I want to buy just a basic silverado here in in Australia a new one they're about hundred and twenty thousand dollars Wow
1: that's crazy yeah but
0: but but if it's i think it's i don't know exactly so no one write in and tell me i'm wrong but i'd I'd say it's about a 25 year rolling thing so if it's 25 years old then we can probably drive it left hand drive and it used to be we had to have a a, like a sticker on the back that said this is a left hand drive vehicle and it kind of looked a bit bit stupid but we don't have to do that anymore either
1: that's pretty crazy yeah yeah we got it lucky here
0: oh you got it so good in so many ways yeah Oh, God, you can't believe it, yeah. Yeah, especially um, I think we chatted about the engineering laws that we have here, but, you know, even I I see quite often guys who will post up that they've just imported a truck from America and the engineer won't pass it, and and what do they do to fix their suspension? And Because, you know, a a lot of guys over there are doing really good high-end work, but because it's not regulated, there's also a lot of, you know, backyard guys who are just doing some really poor work.
1: That friend of mine that got Joey's truck over there, he said that he had to drive it what we'd call dirty, like he couldn't even get it past. He would have to take, he'd take it to car shows but he had to do like side streets. He could never, like he had to sneak it around everywhere he went, which and if he got caught, I guess he, you know, or pinched, he'd get in trouble, you know, but he would, it wasn't, you know, what you'd call wasn't legal to be on those streets, you know, so it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we (laughs) We could take the car we could take a car here and take the chassis out, take the VIN number off, and have
0: a cab that's rotted off and put it in another one and
1: nobody cares, you
0: know. Yeah, that's right. And I mean we, we can do stuff like that, but we just have to do it the right way and you know, we have to follow the regulations and and the problem is the goalposts keep changing. The the engineers uh, in New South Wales at the moment, they're going through all sorts of issues with with the rebody, repower rules and a lot of guys are you know, they're three quarters of the way through a build. They got 80 grand in a truck and all of a sudden the rule just changed and now they can't, they can't get it engineered. So no. it's, it's quite frustrating.
1: Well, the trucks have gotten so expensive. I Me and you talked about that now, the builds are, um, some of these builds that these guys are doing, I mean, the, it's just keeps the bar keeps getting raised. I mean, like you saw what Joe's, you know, from square body, his truck just sold for at Barrett Jackson was, you know, for utilitarian truck, a square-body truck, that was the highest sold truck as a square-body truck that anybody ever sold. It was crazy. Now, of course, if anybody's ever seen Joe's work, you'd know why. But, you know, and he put some promenade on it and got sort to sign it. And, and he just built a really cool truck. I mean, I wanted to race him one time. We never got a chance to race. I really wanted, <laughs> I really wanted to race that truck. I don't think he could ship fast enough to catch me, but but I thought it would have been cool black truck and a white truck race and it would have been pretty cool you know black widow you know yeah yeah and that was sso one was it yeah sso one you know of course he built the first one the blue and white truck that was another game changer and joe you know i call joe yezzy clean that's his last name yezzy but joe is just a, such a tidy guy that everything he builds he's a little bit like you know delmo That they have cool style you know they're just guys that can hmm. put style together you know del builds not because he wants to but he has a request to build a lot of the same looking trucks but he always seems to set the bar and um he just got cool style that dude does you know what i mean and, and um, i like that
0: yeah yeah i had a great time hanging out with dell up at his place when we were over there oh yeah dude he's uh, he's
1: he's he's a good cat
0: and the the mongoose truck that was at at your show that that's another square body syndicate build that's Broey's
1: truck. So the guy, that the Australian truck that's
0: over there, that's Broey. He used to work for me here in the appliance business
1: and then went to work for, they call him Broey's. That's his nickname, but his name is Joey. Yeah, he built that Mongoose truck as a theme. It's now on the magazine cover. You know, pretty cool truck. But I, I, don't, I don't, Syndicate didn't build it. I think they did some work on it or whatever, but I think it was kind of like partial I think, you know, Joey did some of it, a couple different shops did some work on it. And, um, you know, then it, it took him a few, you know, he's a, he has some young kids, so it took him a little bit of time to put it all together, but he built a real vision truck, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was such an awesome theme because all us guys who are in their, you know, 40s or whatever, 50s, we grew up riding BMX, you know, that uh, was the thing and, I did you too. know, watching watching bmx bandit on on the movies and yeah so that that truck really just as soon as you saw it you just went oh that is that's cool
1: he did a good tribute and i'm an old bmxer and you know like i said like back in the day you know redline and mongoose and all those were just brand new companies and i raced for them when i was a kid uh obviously not at the level of you know joey was a bmxer so he i don't remember what part he did i think he did something different he's pretty good bike rider but we're all into bikes like oh man i love bikes I got so many stupid bikes. I got more bikes. Jeez. Oh my God. I I mean, I have some vintage bikes. I got some crazy stuff. So, you know, but yeah, it's kind of funny that we're all kind of in the same genre of stuff, you know, bikes, Volkswagens, C-10s, I don't
0: know, black t-shirts. Cool. So let's get, let's get back to your truck. So the first truck you own, that was actually that truck you you bought that from the from the pump station, right
1: yeah, I actually didn't buy it i actually I drove it and I had it I drove it every day, even when I was thirteen, I only lived a block away, so I drove it home every day and I took care of it and i drove I was there from seventh grade to high through high school, and I drove it, but at that time I had bought another one, and then that I was you know hooked and so I had another sixty three so that was my next one and then I had a sixty two step side and then um, I had a couple of Novas. I'm a big Nova guy, too, so I love Nova. So I've had a bunch of Nova. So I had a 67. and But but always, always, always Chevys. But, like, I've just never been without having a C10 of I any mean, sort. Even when, when I was in the Volkswagen, the panel truck's something I have had the longest, not 30, about 30 years, which it's funny. Nobody's ever tried to buy the panel truck from me, but I have people that buy my cars all the time, but the panel truck's never i think people just know that i wouldn't sell it so
0: yeah it's pretty iconic pretty iconic truck for you
1: it's super fun it's it's got a it's got a nice motor in it. And it's it's a four-speed truck because i was a nova guy so i was a muncie rock crusher in it and it's got a dana 60 in the rear and it's gnarly to drive and it cackles and it's smelly and it's fun to drive, and it scares old women and it's got a big old giant stereo in it and it's just fun to drive it just I don't know. And every time I get it out to drive it, I'm like, why don't I drive this more? And then, uh, I realize that just about suffocate driving it because the exhaust comes inside the truck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's got all the, um, the louvers stamped in the hood. Hasn't it? It's got that old school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we cool.
1: louvered that back in the day that, and I just did one on my, on my, my dually. I just did the louvers on those. And I thought that was, I actually have another panel too that I'm building. I had the louvers done for that truck too, because I'm going to try to make some time of a look like, but that's the first truck that we did all the Porter belt stuff on. That's the first truck. The panel was the first one that we ever put the Porter belt on that we built it for, you know, Nate built that for me. And then who, you know, who knew that it would have been this ridiculous business, you know?
0: Yeah, it's blown up. It's, uh, they're, they're starting to bring a bit of that stuff into Australia now too. So, so they must be working out how to engineer it, which, which i think is good i mean you look at the quality of you know his stuff and shop and block and you know they're they're not just whacking something together out of some rhs it, that's a full fully designed fully operational suspension system and and uh it's got to be it's got to be better than just putting airbags into a standard suspension you know
1: well you know all the chassis are all these old chevy truck chassis are all c-channel so when you get a square frame in there like they're building now the you know, the chopping blocks, the vents, and then, of course, Nate, and then GSI, and then Scott's Hot Rod, and all of these guys, TCI, that are building all these new chassis or roaster shop. The truck turns into a handling machine. You drive a truck that has a C frame, you know, style channel, and there's so much flex to it. You drive a truck that has a square chassis in it, and you jack it up on one side, and both wheels come up. You know, you got something that's going to handle, it, especially when you put a bullet in there like an LS motor excuse me, then you have, you have something that you're going to chase down fancy cars with, and those guys are going to be pissed when you smoke them. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, that like, especially the game's just kind of elevated, you know, um, especially with all these talented guys that are doing this stuff, you know? Hmm.
0: And and what's your, what's your thoughts and history uh, on, on Patina versus paint? Do you, do you have a preference or do you like them both?
1: Well, I kinda wanna say that I would not be responsible for patina trucks but I would tell you that sixteen years ago I didn't have any money to pay a truck <laughs> and, and the, you go back to the white truck or the green one. I love the patina trucks because first of all, it's nice to have both, a little patina truck and a really fancy truck. So you can go out and drive your truck without walking it. You can just get out there and have this really cool and 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 first of all you gotta have good patina. Like I can't stand it when it's not good patina. When the whole truck is halfway rusted, that's not patina where um so uh you know, I think that Dell um was another guy that put that on the on the books on the you know, like where he and his white truck with Sam. But like I stud gunned my truck, my green pro street truck, so it didn't have that nice a body, but when you you know, you take and put a stud on there and you pull it all out and then you that body's really nice. That patina, that's a one year only color. But yeah, I love patina, but there's a point where you just get patina to death, so it kind of wears me out at the same time. So I'm grateful for all these guys that are putting in these really nice. You know, we're lucky we got we got Frank out here from Eye Candy that can shoot paint like Picasso, right? You know what I mean? And he's putting together some trucks that are just ridiculous. So I appreciate both. It's nice if you can do it. You got to have both. You got to have one Mm. patina truck, which you'll see that you'll drive more, and then you got to have you know something that's got some shine
0: on it you know yeah i'm a fan of it and uh but i'm also a fan of a of a decently painted truck but i think like you say if you had them both and you were just going to go down the shops to get some some groceries you're going to take the patina truck every day because you're just shit scared you're going to damage your paint job or someone's going to scratch it so yeah i mean it's each their own there's no right and wrong the the only thing that really i can't stand is is when guys try and do the fake patina and and they don't get it right you know
1: yeah, I mean I could I can appreciate it but at the same time they've kind of beat that a dead horse like out here we have Barr Jackson so a bunch of those ham and eggers just try to pull off you know, like if you don't have style you gotta stay away from it. I mean it's like wearing flip flops with a suit doesn't work, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Like those guys not you know, here you gotta know your length, you know what I mean? Like if you don't, if if you're not if you don't have cool style or you're not cool about what you build, that fake patina just makes you look like, you know, Hodad, I don't know, I don't know, man. It just it's just it's just one of those things that I, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I think that my dually, the blue dually or the green dually that I did and I was lucky enough that I had a lot of good patina on it, that truck would pull up next to a painted car and it would kill that guy's car that it pulled up I mean that it used to have I don't know, it sounds terrible. It used that thing would, like a Moses effects, so I'd roll into somewhere to just park and then people just never saw it. You know what I mean? And um And, of course, out here in Arizona, like Texas, you know, we're a cowboy, so lots and lots and lots of trucks. And then, of course, we have, all we have is heat and more heat. So, everything is big, perfect out here, just so perfect. And then, of course, the old trick is, there's a lot of different tricks. We use Ajax to clean them. I use hand cleaner to wash my, I use orange hand cleaner to wash my Pro Street truck. Once I wash it, I put a little bit on a rag, and I just wipe it over, and it makes it super slick doesn't make it like it's so shiny, but it just highlights it. I don't know. Some people use
0: Pledge. I don't know. Lots of different stuff, but I dig it. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's um, You know, I think whatever people do with them, as long as they're not in a paddock rusting out, they, you know, put them back on the road and drive them. It's great.
1: Well, I always like the interiors to be painted. Like I take them apart and I do the firewalls interiors. Of course, I love the chassis. That's my favorite part. So like, I definitely don't like a patina truck that the interior looks like you get a tetanus shot right, that yeah. thing, or you open the hood and it you're like, it looks like, so I, I definitely dig it where the outside of the body and it's always so funny cause all those guys like yourself and everybody, you'll always hear this, Hey, it's really nice truck. What color are you going to paint it? You know, you hear that. You know I mean? You always hear that all the time. You know, you just got to chuckle, you know, you well, you know not, you just don't have a grip. You know what I mean? It's not works. you know? So.
0: Yeah. And I've, I've spoken to some, some guys who, you know, they really don't like it and, and they're more old school traditionalists. And, and I sort of said to them, I said, look, it's fine, you know, especially when someone does it right, when you, when you still replace your cab corners, you replace your floors, and then you, you have to color match your patina in a little bit and do all that sort of stuff. And, you know, in five years' time, if someone buys that truck and they decide they don't like the patina and they want to paint it, they can go sandblast that thing and there's no rust in it and it's it's a decently built truck and then you can paint it that's fine um i mean i've seen some stuff in america where you know you can stick a screwdriver through a thousand holes and oh yeah that's probably not that's probably not patina that's just rusted out shit but it, exactly
1: i mean there there's always that guy like i said there's in every every time you see that one guy that puts way too big wheels or too much patina you know it's funny as i did on the black widow truck i tried something on this truck it's, you know, it's satin, but it's really, the whole truck's powder-coated. Yeah. I powder-coated the whole truck. So it's got a UV in it, so, and it's, you can build on it. So if you, if I had to do body work, I could do it. But at the time, I wanted to kind of shake one out. And I liked it so much, I was like, I'm going to leave it to this, it is, man. And like I said, if anybody who's ever had a super nice car and wanted to go to the car show and had to wake up or truck and spent two hours cleaning it, then you go out and the truck's, you know, Somebody pulls up and their exhaust blows dirt all over you, you lose your mind. Or like Mm. me, I have a lot of cats in my house. I literally have a ton of cats. So like I got cars out there and cats are laying on them and you're like, ah, yeah, yeah. So patina sometimes uh, is so nice because you could just roll out, clean the wheels and uh, you know what I mean? And then, uh, you know, give it a quick wipe off and then you enjoy it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's it. Uh, now you're, you're probably best known, uh, for the get down. So the big truck show that you guys, you guys host over there, but, um, 10 years ago when this all kicked off, it, it was just a couple of mates coming around and, and having a barbecue. And maybe you could just, uh, tell our listeners the story of, of, you know, how it started and, and what was involved and and sort of how it's built and and, you know, you got your 10 year anniversary this year and oh, yeah. give us a bit of a rundown. Yeah.
1: So, Yeah. You know, it used to be Good Guys was the biggest car show out here. I mean, it was, you know, to get 2,000 plus cars, you know, at that time, it was only on Saturday and Sunday in November. So I was on the truck forum sites and I was building in trucks and that's how we all got to know each other and I had Chronicle Builds. Well, I ended up meeting Dell on the truck site and we'd only talked a few times on the, on, uh, like on direct message, but. So I said, Hey, a friend of mine, a guy named Renee, C10 King up in Northern California, which, you know, was just one of these guys that, you know, he had a lot of trucks. And I remember I'd say, God, I have more trucks than this guy. Who's this king or whatever? Then I must be the godfather. the ACP's about it. We laughed about all the time. Well, he'd always have a big barbecue in his backyard. And it just stimulated me to say, This is for no reason. He just got tons of trucks over. He put like 60 trucks in his backyard. He's got this really cool compound. And, um, and it just always, it just, you know, I said, kind of, man, I want to do that. I want to do something like that, but I'm going to do a little cruise. So I put something together. I have a tiny little house in a big garage, which is perfect. Yeah. So I, I, I just got some, I just put kind of a call out to some of these guys like Sam Castronova. He was one of the first guys. And of course, I met Dell the very first time he came from California. We shook hands and they stayed at my house, him and his wife. And then, of course, now, you know, we've been friends ever since. But so we just kind of put it together. By, My kid cooked, there was about 35 of us or 40 of us. And even Scott's Hot Rod at that time, he was on TV and he was my celebrity. You know, I was pretty cool. And he came to this pad and we all hung out and it was really cool. So the next morning we got up and we rolled out to good guys. And at that time, they just never seen a lot of trucks like we had, you know, a lot of air ride trucks. They, they weren't too happy or whatever, you know, still called it the low ride or whatever. We just kind of tracked. and if I smell blood, I'm a lot more obnoxious. So I made sure I had a huge stereo and I made sure those old guys got to hear me come in. But anyways. so that we said, man, that was a lot of fun we got to do this again. So a friend of mine, Sam Castronova, he coined the phrase to get them. Matter of fact, the very first year, he, he got the artwork from Brian done for me. And we made like, I think we made like 50 or 60 shirts or something, whatever it was. It was not very many. And we had a good old time, man. I mean, we just had a good old time. And then the next year I moved it to my appliance shop, which is down the street, which people don't really believe I'm in the appliance business, but I really am. Because <laughs> it looks like a car shop, as you can see in the background. <laughs> and um, yeah. And then we had, it just, the, the you know, we still didn't have social media. We didn't have any Instagram. We didn't have Facebook. Just had that truck form. And then we got, and we didn't even put anything out. Just said, hey, we're going to do this again. And then we got 600 people to show up. And then from there, we knew we had something, we made more shirts. And then now here it is, our 10th, and it just kept building. We were doing it at our appliance shop, which we had a gang of fun here, and it was all free. My my brother would cook meatballs, and we'd make about 30-hundred egg meatballs, and he'd make sandwiches, and we just, it was all free. It was like, we're Italian, so it's like, come to our, just come here. And that was kind of my son. Always just said, no, Dad, we gotta keep it like, you know, family, you know what I mean? So everybody was invited, and then, as this started working then we sell shirts and then we'd kind of cover our costs and sell shirts, you know, then fast forward, you know, this year we're going to have, I don't know, we have 4,000 spaces. We might have 25,000 people there this year. We have over, well, we, we got, uh, we sold out one hotel already. So, you know, last year we had quite the, you know, we had about uh, 16, 1700 cars that we counted. And this year we're going to, we should triple that in size and then we have so the get down has always been on friday so because remember good guys at that time only had saturday and sunday so we would do that at my house on saturday on friday and then it and then it ended up getting where people would show up to my shop even earlier so the get down was usually during my work hours so we started it and got it earlier and earlier so finally we just ended up uh, moving it because we had about 4,500 people here and, and if you've ever seen this place it's just super tiny and trucks from all over the country one year we had all the top builds from SEMA that were here and trucks from good guys they pulled them out and it was crazy and then and, and, and it just excited and the people is what makes us do it again like the love and it, it's crazy you could pack that many people in here and everybody was just getting along and always just at the end of the night there'd never be any trash outside never any drama um and i'd ask everybody hey you know please don't drink because it's just seems in my neighborhood and i just don't need the drama you know and plus i don't want you being here all day leaving drunk hitting somebody whatever you know so we've always kind of had like a little bit of a policy but so this year we're going to have two days and it'd be friday it'll be the truck show from 10 to 10. And then Saturday, we're gonna do a GM Chevy only. We're gonna let anything that comes in that's cool. So if you bring 10 Bumblebee Camaros, we're gonna tell you no. You can't bring a Bumblebee Transformer Camaro in that. You know what I mean, you gotta have something cool. You know, we want some low rider cars, we wanna just, uh, and I have some Ford friends coming in. <laughs> we always let about 10 or 15 Ford friends because the truth is, there's some super sick Ford stuff out there, so. We're just an enthusiast. We like to have fun and poke fun at the Ford guys. I mean, you saw our trash cans, right? Yeah. Last year, we talked about that. That I made those trash cans. You know, Seth made them for me, and it says it was the Ford logo that said trash. And we didn't have to dump one of them, they just stole them all.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone took them
1: home. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah, so we're super excited about this year. We already have 75 plus huge vendors, huge vendors. Guys coming in, American Racing. Krista could tell you all the guys, I mean, all these really big companies that their demographics of the people they sell stuff to is our demographics. So they used to go to good guys and some of them would go to SEMA. This is a free event. It's always been free. So the vendors pay for basically we charge the vendors now. And this, like I said, this will be our first two days. So uh, Krista, like I said, she runs everything for me and, you know, keeps everything on top and working good. So this year's, uh, it's going to be a monster. We even have a swap meet in the morning from uh, five to noon. So there's some vendor spaces there that are only 30 bucks. So the little toy guys and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, honestly, it's, you've been out and it's really a, really, the, the venue's really good. It's got everything for anybody that wants to do. It is super chill. You know, it's just super chill.
0: Yeah, no, We had a great time there. And, and, and like you say, you had all those vendors in one spot. They, you know, they have full chassis there. You could, you could have a look at a full custom chassis. You could have a look at a full suspension or, or whatever it was you wanted to see. And, and then the great thing was you could just walk around the yard and you could see, see trucks with that equipment on them and you could, you know, talk to everyone. And, and the funny, you know, we, we were at your show on the, on the Friday and then Saturday, we actually went to good guys and it, it's a totally different vibe. It's still a cool show, but it's it's totally different. And even getting around the vendors, they're not all in one place and, uh, you know, everything was, was mixed around. So yeah, as, as a truck specific show, it, it really worked nicely.
1: But, and the truth was like the people, the, the people that, um, you know, like yourself that came out, I gotta take a picture because somebody just asked me to take a picture. Hey, take a picture. Um, like yourself, I mean, the cool thing about it, we laid it out like how I'd like to go see it. Where, where I said, where I said, <laughs> where I said, hey, I want all the vendors to be able to like go in there instead of walking all over the place and not seeing somebody. Um, and and these vendors, these big giant companies, I mean, have come out and said, hey, Holly was there. I'm mean, not Holly. Uh, excuse me, Edelbrock was there last year, and they were blown away by it because they didn't even think. These are the people that are buying your parts. These are the people that are buying parts, and they want to see those. They want to see those parts, and maybe they don't get a chance to see them more than the catalog. So, you know, GSI and all these guys that bring all the stuff out. And the more, the merrier. Like we we had to cap it, so we're right now we had to cap it, so we're going to close the vendor um, registration here. I think Monday, I think is what Krista said. We had
0: thirty five vendors last year. We already have seventy five this year. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. And and the big thing for them, you know, like a lot of those guys are, have probably just been to SEMA, like depending on when SEMA is uh, this year. But I know that Seema was a week before your show last year. And and the average ham and egg, like you call yourself, yeah, uh, you can't go to SEMA. You can't go and see that stuff. You know, if, if you're just the guy who's wrenching in his, in his garage, building his dream truck, you can't go to SEMA and see that stuff, you know, so... So the fact that they can come to your show and have all that equipment out in front of them on display, and then they can walk around the car park and look at 1600 different trucks and talk to the owner who's sitting on the tailgate of the truck. And that was great for me. I mean, you know, I'm putting a Cummins diesel in my truck and, and there must've been 10 guys there with Cummins in their trucks. And, and I was just like, Oh, how'd you do this? How did that work? What's this? What's that? You know? And, and it was, I could I could get on Instagram and Facebook for a month and not get the information I got from those guys in you know just chatting for an hour. So it was fantastic.
1: It's cool that those all those people are like minded like yourself and will share all that information. And so, Mm. like I said, SEMA is amazing, but not everybody can get into SEMA. You got to have a badge. And then the plus, it's so big, it's so overwhelming, and there's so much that you really don't get a chance to see it. So now, if you're a C10 guy, a truck guy. you, you know, you're going to come see everything you want to see that's pertinent to the trucks that you're building. The wheel companies are there, you know, the chassis companies are there, you know, all kinds of vendors are there. You know, we're not, you know, we're not letting, you know, at and have a booth. You know what I mean? We're like, look, man, if you got to be a truck guy or not, you know what I mean? And, and so that's kind of works out really cool. And then, so this year's kind of odd. So we have SEMA and then usually we're on the same weekend as good guys. But this year is a leap year, so we have SEMA, then we have us, and then we have good guys. But I'm not sure if good guys is continuing or not continuing. But at the same time, like, we're going to put the hammer down. We're already spending money. We're going to have uh, – this year I had a couple things that I screwed up on last year that we just didn't know. If there wasn't enough bathrooms. So we're going to make sure – way more bathrooms. And then, like I said, we're going to have um, – we're going to have everybody be able to stay the night, you know, all the vendors stay the night. So we'll have security, whatever, whatever. And it's just the whole venue is just a really good time. So we learned a few, things. excuse me. We got to have a little bit more lights. So We learned some stuff. And, um, you know, the big show over in Texas, um, that everybody goes to is, uh, hang on a second. What's it called again, babe? LST. LST. Yeah, sure. Of course, those guys, we love that. That's one of the favorite shows. And, then, of course, you guys, If I always tell people all the time, I go, if you have one show you got to go to, you got to go to LST because there's not a thing on a truck you can't think of that's not there in LST. I mean, if you want to see a dually, a four-door, I, I don't know. Like, I, I thought about, man, I'd like to see a, a, one of these express vans with dually wheels on it. Well, there was one lower there. I mean, it was just like, then, of course, you can't beat it because you got built from extensive, which is... For me, one of the best dogs in the game, that cat has got skills, you know, and uh, but, you know, like I said, there's so many talented uh, little shop or there's so many talented uh, shops and we're lucky that uh, we're getting a little closer to all those. I mean, the guys from LST called us and they were pretty stoked like this for them to call us and say, hey, man, your show's really doing a great job. Well, that's a big deal because, I mean, LST's coming up on 10 years, too. So is Brian Ashley's show. It's another big show. It's out east, but the truth is, man, our show has the best weather. It just you can't beat it. I mean, the, our weather it don't rain here. We're safe. Yeah, the cars clean, and uh, and we have a lot to do that whole weekend. You know, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we do something that whole weekend.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool. We uh, we went down to uh, Tray Five on the Thursday night and mm-hmm. uh, checked all that out. And uh, the only thing we didn't get was up to switches, but no, it was a great show. So it'll be interesting this year. I, I mean, I don't think you're going to have any Aussies there because I don't think we're going to be able to fly internationally by that stage, you know. God,
1: I sure hope so because you guys were the best. I mean, honestly, we met so many cool people from Australia. So many, so many. I mean, I wish I was really good like Ronnie I could remember everybody's name, but that I don't know how he does it. But I mean, but yeah, I I hope you know. First of all, man, I, you know, like I. I hope this whole world gets calmed down and everybody can be just, I, I posted something the other day, man, Can people just be kind. It doesn't solve everything, but it's a really good start. So just, you know, the human race is the human race. And man, I just hope that everybody can stay safe and everybody can, you know, get along and, you know, just be kind and remember that. But I hope you guys can fly out. I mean, I told you, if you come out here, I'll get you something to drive. If you come out here, we'll mm. figure out something for you to drive they come out so i hope you can make it out so i told another friend of yours over in australia the same thing he's that your other mate that has uh i said man you come out here i'll get you something to drive while you're out here so.
0: oh yeah yeah that's john right from uh, yep. pickup trucks down under yeah
1: good dude he's a really good dude
0: yeah i was messaging him this morning and i said oh, i've got dino on today and he was like tell him i say hello yeah tell him back
1: at him yeah he's a good dude he sent me one of my favorite shirts he sent me one of my shirts and, uh, it's a really nice shirt and he's just been super generous about how, you know, and, um, anything I could do for you guys, just let me know too. And, um, but yeah,
0: the, the, the scene
1: is big over there. You guys are kicking it, you know?
0: Yeah, it's, it's picking up and we, we spoke a bit on the last time we chatted, um, about, you know, that, that John and I, uh, were in talks about trying to get a truck show together and, uh, you gave us a, a bit of good, yeah a bit of good advice so that'd be cool and and maybe um maybe when we get that running we'll we'll get you and uh delmo out here and uh you can be our vip uh international guests
1: oh I, man anytime i can spend with del that's a good time man i mean that cat he's uh he kills me dude he's a good dude and i'm lucky i'm lucky to call him a friend i mean he's a good man and uh i really was lucky that i kind of uh, i was you know like i think I can't say I was responsible for him to move out here, but I I tried to get everybody to move out here. <laughs> he uh
0: when I when I was when I was chatting to him, he was saying that you guys all wanted him to move down to Phoenix, and he was like, "It's too fucking hot for me down there." You know, he's got a.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He uh, he definitely and like where he's at now. I mean, he's got the honeycomb hideout up there. That's a, his spot is really cool, and um, I, I would love to move to Prescott. I mean, it's only. To an hour 15 minutes north but it makes a world of difference it's probably sixty-five hundred feet elevation so it's it's always nice up there it's, especially see arizona the problem with phoenix is we're in a big desert i mean we're in a big valley so when it's 114 the the valley soaks up all that radiation all that heat and at night fuck it's 100 degrees and 110 degrees at night <laughs> everything's so hot it doesn't cool off right so it sucks so we got 90 days of you know we're on convection, but this year, so far, you know on wood we got some pretty lovely weather, usually by June this time,
0: it's game over we're I'd right hate, yeah, it. so tell our listeners a bit about uh Chevy only that's your uh, apparel side of your your business, mm-hmm. so uh, how did that kick off and and you know what do you have to offer?
1: you know it's funny Chevy only was something that I told this story once before, like a long time ago. I coined that phrase when I was just a little kid. This guy named Jim Grizzle uh, drove his. my sister, I, had a really, I have a really hot sister. So these guys would always, these car guys would come see my sister. And this guy pulled this Falcon in my dad's driveway. And I said, hey, man, you can't park here, These are for Chevy only." And then it, I don't know how I coined that, but I never forgot it. And then so fooling around, fooling around. I was a kid. I always wrote it down and wrote it down and wrote it down. And then I started making those stickers uh, probably 15, 16 years ago or something. And I would just send it to people. We, and then the next thing you know, I was send 300 out a month. And they and then people would put them all over, and then we had a good time. And then I made some shirts. And so then I, I went ahead and I licensed it and uh, got it going. And then, of course, with the get down, we incorporated all that. And we had a lot of fun with it. But it wasn't until really till Krista, which is KK, which is my girl. She's been with me about three years now. You know, she turned the page on and we always did really good with it. You know, my kids kind of ran it, but they all have full-time jobs working for me. And, you know, sometimes you get sick of working with your dad. Blah, blah, blah. So I met Chris at a car show, not even a car show, like a get-together. And I just instantly, you know, like knew that, you know, she started telling me she was organized and all this and that. And she likes cats. And I was like, well, you need to come work for me. And she's like, really? And so she lived Tucson, like about two hours south of us. And her, her husband's a real good rent. She's a good dude. And, uh, Richie. And, um, we were chopping it up a little bit, talking about all that. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm serious. So we moved her up. Like I hired her on Monday. That was Saturday. I hired her on Monday. We went down, I picked up the cars, I moved them. I found them a place to live. You know, I got some connections. They moved down the street from me and then she came over and then she was a tornado. She just took Chevy only. And, you know, now, you know, I think we bought Forty thousand dollars worth of shirts for the event last year, you know, and that's wow. yeah, I mean that's crazy. Like, um so Chris has just done a really good job with it. She's super organized. She's OCD. She has a planner for everything. uh She writes a lot, and she's just she's really a hundred percent why the Chevy Only has been. And we have some pretty exciting news for this year coming up. I mean, I, I can't, I don't want to announce it till the get down, but we got some pretty exciting news about Chevy Only and which is going to turn the page. And, um, you know, it's just something that, uh, we have a lot of fun with, but that is one thing too. The Ford guys that come out, sorry, you got to put a Chevy only sticker on your truck. If you're going to be in this show. It's not working. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's pink and It's pink. I'm sorry.
0: It's pink. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, I got, I got a shirt. I don't even, I must've just ordered it online a few years ago from you. And, uh, and it's, I, I love on the back of the shirt, it says, uh, you can never have too many trucks. And,
1: and it was funny because I, I made that shirt as one of my best sellers. And it was, I just, it's funny how you have these epiphanies or you just have these aha moments where I was like, man, I think I'm, and I, I I called Krista right away. So like, I have, a am constantly, it's hard to keep up with me because I'm a hundred miles an hour all the time. Krista does a good job because I can throw an idea out there and then she can, she can make it happen. I mean, like I said, I want to make a shirt, this shirt, let's do this. You never have too many trucks. It's been our number one seller all the time.
0: Mm. You know. Yeah, well, because it's true.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because I'll see those shirts. Nothing better than, especially at the get-down, I don't know. It's kind of, it's like I call it parking lot, famous for that couple of days. But that whole area is just nothing but Chevy guys and nothing but Chevy shirts. And of course, last year's shirt, it had my face on it, which has cracked me up. By the way, Brian made those shirts last year, Brian Stefsky. And, you know, so it wasn't every place I went, but I wasn't looking at my face on the back of a shirt. And that was, pretty, that was pretty cool. You know, that was really good. You know, it could have made me skinnier, but Jesus, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Took some artistic license. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've, I've got this funny thing where I I, I don't like to wear. You know, say if I was going to a Metallica concert, I would never wear a Metallica T-shirt. I would wear, you know, an ACD yeah. shirt or something different, you know. And, and so, yeah, if I was at a Dino show, I don't think I'd wear a Dino's T-shirt. And I don't know why. That's just, I've always just been like that.
1: And here's the thing. You know, one of the things that's been really cool about the show, the only thing is that it spawned so many people to get stimulated to, you know, square body syndicate. And, I mean, all these guys started making shirts and done a great job. Ronnie. You know i met ronnie i didn't even know what a podcast was when ronnie i met ronnie a good guys the first year i had no idea what he's talking about but his energy is so infectious that you know i don't ronnie could have said pork and beans and i was like i'm in i don't know what he said but i was like shit, <laughs> I, I don't give a shit. so i'll do whatever you want so i mean but i mean yeah it's you know raul from c Air. you know these are all guys that, that have done a, an amazing job on their apparel hmm amazing and you know like i said it all kind of spawned from the get down you know so
0: it's kind of crazy well if you're going to buy a shirt you might as well buy something that represents kind of what you're into right yeah it's crazy how many
1: shirts i get i have i have so many shirts and i'm blessed people are so generous with me it's on a different level uh we even put a shirt on our cat archie our big cat our 50 pounder which i don't know why he's not in here my dog's in here but usually archie's in here and um and we sold shirts for animals. We, <laughs> really? We, we made little kid shirts, and we put them on our cat Archie. And uh, we sold cat shirts. Who would have thought? You I know, mean, a lot of weird cat people like
0: me. You know. Oh <laughs> uh, that's cool. Well, um, once I get the uh the podcast shirts uh, up to spec, uh, I've got a prototype on at the moment, but uh, yeah, we'll ship you one over. Yeah, yeah, three X sexy. That's me. So yeah for you. cool all right mate. well look it's been a great chat i really appreciate you coming back on board and um and doing this all again and and uh we look forward to maybe maybe having you land on our shores one day and, and come and check out some of the Aussie builds
1: i'd love to because you know i'm getting older and i'm starting to slow down as far as like working on my appliance business so that's what the plan is the next couple of years is to uh really grow Chevy only. And then uh, my kids can run the appliance business that, you know, they've been doing it for a while. So that my son and my daughter-in-law and my daughter have been doing a good job for that. So it'd be nice to slow down, you know?
0: Oh, that's great, mate. Uh, Good to chat.
1: Thanks again. Yeah, man, I enjoyed it always. You know, I can talk dude. so you know that.
0: Well, that's the show for this week. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. All information shared in our episodes is general and you should contact your engineer for advice on your build. Please remember to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and share it with friends and fellow enthusiasts on Facebook, iTunes, or the good old word of mouth. I appreciate hearing feedback, good and bad, so please feel free to shoot me an email, classicpickuppodcast at gmail.com. If you are interested in advertising on the podcast and have a relevant business, please get in touch. And finally, if you have a project you're building, it can be hard to find the time to work on it. Just spend 15 minutes a day Even if you only unbolt one panel or mount one bracket, you'll be amazed at how quickly it all adds up. The music you hear in the background of this podcast is called Hammer On Down by Uncle Bonehead. Until next week, enjoy the ride.